Does my business need a VPN? I was just asked this question by a partner of Hotman Groups because they get this question a lot from business owners. Do I really need a VPN? Now, I'm not talking about personal people. I'm talking about a company. Does a company really need VPN? So here's some thought processes to help make the decision. So the quick answer to the question is it depends. Well, what does it depend on? It depends on what you're protecting. That's really where it goes to. This is a risk-based decision as many of these decisions are. So VPN is a control. It's a technical control, right? It is, so, so let me back up a little bit. Used to be, we all sat in offices, right? And everybody was in the four walls of a building. There were these, these network cables that went through the walls and everybody plugged their computer into these network cables and... We all sat in the space and there we go. Well, guess what? There can be outside coming in, uh, you know, attacks, but we're all here in the same space. So there's a certain level of security just because we're in the building. Not exactly, but look, just roll with me here. That's not the way it is now. Now, everybody's everywhere, right? Especially after last year, everybody's really everywhere. And so a VPN allows, kind of simulates that old school being in four walls. And so it, it's, it's a virtual private network. That's exactly what it is. It's a network that extends into the world, but it's encrypted so that it's a virtual private network. So now you can go back to like four walls and we have a private network. Now we can be a private network, but it's virtual VPN. That's what it is. So the, so it's a control. It's a technical control. Do I need to have a virtual private network? Do I need that? What would be the thought process of making that decision? It's not because I read an article or because somebody told me you have to do this. That's the wrong, that's the wrong thought process. I know of one company that they put a, a VPN in place because where they didn't previously have one because they had a social engineering breach attempt. Okay, social engineering breach is where I, and it was specifically more imposter, is where, you know, outside of technology, I'm trying to steal from you or breach you. Has nothing to do with the technology. And so their response to a social engineering attack was, oh, we need a VPN. Those two don't match, <laughs> quite frankly. You don't put a VPN in because someone called somebody and impersonated somebody. That, that's, they're two totally different things, right? There's, there, was a, there was a better way to have handled that based on the attack, the risk, and then the control that you would put into place. So that's a VPN. So let's go back to, so what would be the risk that would need to be in place to make a VPN make sense? Well, a lot of it goes back to data. That's a big portion of it. Do you have regulated data? Do you have people's identities? Do you have people's health care information? Do you have anything that would identify a person with the data that you have? Are you Coca-Cola and you have the secret, secret formula that you don't want anybody to know about? That's confidential data. So those are the risks, right? Even your employees, you probably have their data, right? So that could be justification if you have enough employees that it might make sense to look at a VPN. But those that's the decisions that, that you're making. I worked with one company. They had, um, they were building, and a lot of companies do this, these technology companies, they were building this, this service 
that was super secret. And so the developers that were writing the code, you know, there's why you have a VPN, right? You don't want that code to get out as it's moving around the network. You think it's internal and you think nobody's, not, nobody's uh, seeing it, but this company didn't even bother to have a VPN, which is terrible because I guarantee you that code ain't probably secret anymore because they didn't even protect it in the most basic way. But then you take another company that maybe they're, they don't really have any of that regulated data. They don't have people's identities. They don't have healthcare information. They don't have any, anything that would violate any sort of compliance or regulation. Do they need a VPN? I don't know. How secure is your, is your data? How secure do you want your company's data? If all you do is maybe your pricing, you know, like, yeah, it's confidential. I don't want that to get out, but is that worth paying for a VPN? Is that worth putting that in place? And, and these controls, like a VPN, you don't pay for them once, <laughs> you pay for them forever. So once you put a control in place, like a VPN, not only are you paying for the service or paying for the hardware or what, however you choose to do it, but you're also paying for the people to manage it. You're paying for the break fix. And my personal favorite that everybody knows is you're paying for the pain that all your employees will have to deal with now because they have to log into a VPN. Is it worth it to protect your data? It is. It's worth the pain. But you can help your employees understand that's why we have this. If you don't have anything to protect, why are you putting your employees through that? Or if your pricing is confidential, sure, we probably don't want to get it out. There's other ways to protect that without having to like wear all your salespeople out, for example, because they don't have access to anything, which is ideal. And so that's the thought process behind VPN. So so does your business need a VPN? Yes, it's very standard practice. It's a good thing to do. Is it required? No. It's a good idea? Yes. But I really would highly recommend you take a risk-based approach. And then what is the risk that a VPN would really mitigate it? And is, is the risk high enough to even worry about a mitigation control? And then is V and then if the risk is, is VPN the right control for that risk? You know, in the example I gave of the social engineering, it was the wrong control for that risk. Right control for other risks, but not that particular risk. There were other controls that would have been better for that. And so, so is the risk high enough to even worry about mitigating it? And is this the right control for that risk? That's the thought process. And then if it is, go do it. Like go do it yesterday because it's really super important because now it creates that virtual private network. I want to add one comment about MFA. We all hear MFA or 2FA. So multi-factor authentication is different than VPN, but a lot of times those two controls, so it's another control, right? Another technical control. A lot of times those two controls will sit next to each other or they'll be, they'll be married together. But you don't have to do, you know, one without the other per se. They are two separate controls. So MFA is a great control because it mitigates the risk that if I'm lame and wrote down my username and password and somebody took that information and then, or better yet, I put it in notepad on my phone, my personal favorite, don't do that, not secure. All that stuff goes to the cloud. So if I did it there and then somebody got it and they logged in as me, guess what? Without MFA, multi-factor authentication, it's not me. They have my username and password, so that's door number one, but they just got through door number one, seamless. But we all kind of are starting to see what MFA is in that we'll log into our bank and immediately it texts our phone with a code. And then we have to put that code in. It's a pain, right? 
it slows down getting in. It's like, oh my gosh, stop asking me this question. But it's there for a reason. It's there because you don't want someone logging into your bank just because they got your username and password, which is totally doable in these days and times. It's another layer of control on top of that to say, great, but is Sherry Hotman that looks like she's logging in, is it really Sherry Hotman? And so that's where then send an email or, you know, a text or some cases the thumbprint. I mean, there's different ways to implement MFA, but those are two separate controls. They sit very closely together and they're often, I hear people kind of talk about them sometimes interchangeably, but it could be that for your business, one control makes sense over the other. A lot of the cloud-based offerings, they have MFA built in. All you got to do is turn it on. It is an extra layer. It's a pain, uh, but maybe if you don't want to, you know, if your business, you can't really afford or justify VPN, maybe at least turn on MFA or maybe you turn on MFA for your most critical application that has the data you're most worried about. You know, there's all different, all sorts of different ways to slice this. The whole point is it all starts from risk. So you got to know what your risks are. And then you look at the control options that are available to mitigate those risks. You look at the control options in the context of the resources that you have, not just money today, Money ongoing, controls cost money year over year over year over year. People to run it, it breaks, it's got to be fixed, all of the above, right? So does it make sense? Then yes, then go do it. Go do it yesterday because it's super, super important for your business. And so that is the thought process to does my business need a VPN?